Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing gratitude as a heart-centered lifestyle. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. It's Thanksgiving week when we're recording. This will release the Monday after Thanksgiving. And I want to talk about gratitude and lifestyle. We hear the term lifestyle changes a lot, don't we? Whether we're talking about stress or our relationship with food or sugar or alcohol. Maybe when we're talking about lifestyle change, maybe we're talking about our sleep hygiene Maybe we're talking about getting in your steps, meditation. We all know that changes in lifestyle are useful and what a lot of us need. In a lot of ways, the single most important lifestyle change that I have made that has made the biggest impact on my well-being, on my peace inside of my mind and my body, is by embracing gratitude as a lifestyle. So when Thanksgiving comes around, we're recording right before Thanksgiving, it used to be that that day cued me to practice gratitude on that day, to be grateful, to be thankful. A few years along on the seeker's path, and then I did 30 days of gratitude and would practice for the month or practice from Thanksgiving to Christmas to the end of the year. What I realized very, very firmly this year is that this really is my lifestyle now. And gratitude is a powerful, powerful lifestyle change. It's not just a practice. It's not just a writing down five things that we're grateful for each day. The HeartMath Institute, it's out of North Carolina. It has a book that I recommend very, very often. It's called The HeartMath Solution. Now, that's a funny name. It's still a funny name to me. Like the heart and math put together. Not usually where this HSP mind goes. But the Heart Math Solution and the Heart Math Institute is devoted to emerging science. And it studies the effect of gratitude and compassion on the heart. Now, according to a 2015 study by McCrady, M-C-C-R-A-T-Y, 
The heart is the most powerful electromagnetic energy in the human body. 60 times greater than the electrical activity generated by the brain. Isn't that interesting? So many of you will identify as overthinkers. But our heart has more electromagnetic energy than the brain. So what does this mean for us? Why am I talking about gratitude and electromagnetic energy? Well, let me show you instead of telling you. If you'll allow me, we can practice something together. And as long as you're not driving, as long as you're, as long as you're not on a ladder, not doing something unsafe to close your eyes, you can practice this with me right now. You're invited to. So close your eyes and go inward. Just getting still, taking a breath. And notice what you notice about your own body. On the next in-breath, send your focus, your awareness to the heart space. Notice your physical heart, how it beats in your chest. Keep your awareness here. You can picture the anatomical heart, or you can picture a heart like we draw for Valentine's Day. You might want to picture your heart being spongy. And on the next in-breath, it's as if the heart becomes its own lung. Take a breath into the heart and feel that. Inhaling and exhaling out of the heart space. If your mind wanders, just bring it back to the center of the chest. Notice what you notice about being here in the heart. Let's take a few more breaths right here. Inhaling into the heart, feeling a gratitude for this body, for the way the heart beats. Notice what you notice about being here with the heart. Now on your next in-breath, move your awareness away from the heart to the head. Focus on the mind and notice what you notice. Breathe in and out. What does it feel like to be in the head? One more breath, staying with the head, inhaling and exhaling, noticing what you notice. And on the next in-breath, let's travel back to the heart. Breathe into the heart space and notice what you notice. Take another breath. Inhaling at your own pace and exhaling, breathing into the heart as if it receives the breath like the lungs. What does that feel like? Stay there for another moment, allowing yourself to be here. Childhood trauma teaches us to be more in the head. So many of us have a dysfunctional comfort zone of overthinking. It might be brand new to go to the heart and to hang out here. This is how we learn to be human beings instead of human doings. You are worthy simply because you are. You are worthy simply because you exist. This is the knowledge of the heart. Take one more breath there. And when you're ready, open your eyes, come back to your space.
what does that feel like? When I did this exercise with my empath group, and don't go looking for that group, you can't sign up for it. It's only if you're working with me for a while that I invite you to come to that group. But someone in my group, when I did this activity, shared the most brilliant thing I've heard about this activity, that the head feels like a busy city and the heart feels like the open country. In my years of doing this activity with different people, different groups, yoga students, therapy students, workshop participants, what most people seem to experience is a slowing down, an ease, a calm, a groundedness, a peace. The mind feels like an incessant beast that just churns and churns and churns and churns, like there's no real rest there. And in the heart, we can sink in. It's a soft place for us to fall, to lean in, to be held. My theory is that childhood trauma teaches us to go more to the head, especially if we were raised by people with low empathy and low maturity, with a critic or a bully, then we may have learned that the vulnerability of the heart wasn't a very safe place to hang out. And for the sake of survival, we may have left the heart and gone to the head to try to figure things out. In healing and recognizing that we are overthinkers, overfunctioners, that we try to fix things. We also start to learn the paradox of this healing and of being a human being on this planet. That thinking isn't always the thing that makes us better. But many of us didn't have guidance on how to be. So the first thing I want to share with you is how to be grateful for all the moments of our lives. Because no matter what we've experienced, we have gotten all the way to right here. And that is something that we can cultivate gratitude for, which takes care of our heart, which helps us resonate with the wisdom of the heart. That brings peace and calm, self-love taken to a level of soul care. And to do this, I can help myself or my inner child know that gratitude does not diminish the wrongness of wrong things. That things can be very wrong. I might have even been betrayed by people. And there can still be gratitude for what the experience shows me about life and myself. Because to fight the wrongness of wrong things, to hold the expectation that wrongness will never happen or that there won't be contrast or friction with other human beings on the planet sets us up to feel worse things, to feel victimized, to feel stressed, to feel not good enough, to feel even punished by the universe. And it kicks off a victim mentality that does not serve us and zaps our energy. I can acknowledge injustice while giving gratitude for the muscles that I get to flex while dealing with that injustice. I can witness hardship, my own or someone else's, and know that that gives me the opportunity to flex and strengthen my resiliency muscles my compassion muscles, 
my caretaking muscles of myself first and then others. When we have struggle, we get to practice things like patience, like responding and not reacting, learning how to not take things personally. And we learn to radically own where we put our energy. It's on me. I can put my energy into a black hole of worry or anger, fighting what is. Or I can put my energy into a productive endeavor, like learning how to just be and breathing into my heart. I am grateful for the experience of being alive, everything that that means. Right now in this moment, close your eyes and go to the heart. Will you allow yourself to feel a gratitude for all that you are, all that you have peacefully warriored through, and all that you have ragefully warriored through? Will you allow yourself to be grateful for the synchronicities in the world? Like what, do you ask? Well, like there are 750,000 podcasts, and you somehow found not just this podcast, but this very episode. You have survived every single day of your life to get all the way to here. Breathe into the gratitude of that, of the ways that you have been called to walk forward on the seeker's path. Breathe into your heart space, making the decision to allow gratitude, knowing that you are learning and growing all along the way. And it is good to be grateful for that. Notice what you notice while you're in the heart here. Sometimes what happens when we go to the heart space is we weep. Now, why would we weep if we're in the heart space, you might want to ask? Well, I believe it feels like this to a highly sensitive person who survived a difficult childhood. When I am in my heart space, it's as if my inner child is looking up at me. And she cries in relief, as if to say, thank you so much for slowing down, for holding me, for just being with me. I didn't even know how important I needed that, how important that was. I've missed this from you. I'm so relieved that you're willing to give this to me now. Thank you so much. Please keep doing this for me and for us. And we weep in relief. Our inner child weeps in recognition that she is or he is being seen and heard, loved, held, and taken care of. So if you feel a weepiness or a tearfulness when I invite you to such an exercise, know that you possess the power and the choice. You can squish that emotion down like you are a pro at doing or you can allow it to move through and to flow and to release. And in that moment, you allow yourself to actually become lighter by letting go of that emotion. And the next time you do the activity, a little bit of the heaviness will have lifted because of your release. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive, 
and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Right now in this moment, I am grateful for the handful of special front row people. Now, when I say front row people, I mean that life is like a theater. And as a sensitive person, I want my first three rows to have very safe, very secure, personally responsible, non-passive aggressive people who can see me and really hear me without projecting all their own stuff onto me. That's what I want in my front row. You are tasked with figuring out what you want in your front row, your first few rows. I'm grateful for the truth speakers and the big-hearted seekers that continue to choose to be on my front row. Gabriel Mate, M-A-T-E, he is a doctor who's passionate about trauma and childhood development. You may have caught a YouTube video of him speaking. Check him out if you don't know about him. He's got some really brilliant written works. But he asserts that we don't need a huge social network. It's something that I call the sorority or the fraternity mentality that we should or worse, we're entitled to have. Or maybe even worse, a fear-based victim mentality that if we don't have this these dozens and dozens and dozens of people around us that we are somehow fundamentally broken and it means something's wrong with us. Gaber Mate says, we don't need so many people. We just really need a very small handful. So I'm grateful that I know this to be true, that I have invited a quality over quantity of people into my very dear inner circle. Now let's go back to the heart right now. Even if your first few rows are absolutely free and clear, if you have been changing and evolving and maybe in the last few years, you've lost some people that you thought would be on those first few rows forever. Take a moment to go to the heart here and to know that you yourself sit in your very first seat on your very front row. Allow your heart to resonate that you are your own best friend, that you are learning how to be a better friend to yourself moment to moment to moment to moment. If the critical voice tries to come in saying, oh, you're not a very good friend and starts to get sarcastic, mean, nasty with you, push that critical voice away and breathe into the heart, allowing maybe even willfully for your attention, your focus, your being to be centered on just your heart space. I am grateful to know that what I've wanted are safe people for my first few rows. I am grateful to know that I am looking for people with higher empathy and higher personal responsibility, maturity, to sit on those rows 
And as I celebrate the people that are already there, if they're there, I can also know that I can add to these rows as I move through the world, as I live life, attracting more and more aligned people from my heart energy to theirs. Breathe into your heart space. In the heart space, we allow ourselves to feel supported and loved. And we allow this, no matter how imperfectly or awkwardly it might be at first. Breathing into the heart space grows trust with the self. Spending time in the heart allows you to get to know the true essence of who you are instead of who society or your family or your exes might tell you to be. When you're ready to leave this part, just open your eyes, coming back to your space. Notice what you notice. Notice that we can feel better about our relationships or about our first few theater rows just by sitting and being with ourselves. That nothing has to change with our external experience to give ourselves peace self-love that becomes true soul care and you deserve that from you but i can say that to you till i'm blue in the face it's going to come down to you how much will you allow yourself to go to the head where it feels chaotic and heavy incessant and critical never good enough will you allow yourself to spend more time in the heart with yourself and with others. Because here's the true little trick about this piece of the work, y'all. Those of you who are scared of being too judgy, this is the work. Because it's not just about having compassion and gratitude for yourself and the journey and learning how to dial down your critic. It's about learning how to be in heart space with others, not just when others are in exceptional behavior, but particularly when others are in bad behavior in front of us or with us. That doesn't mean we condone it or we participate, but we don't have to be in the judgy head that feels low vibe to ourselves and sends a judgment feeling to the other person, whether we speak on it or not. We can allow ourselves from the practice of being in the heart, compassion and gratitude for others as well as ourselves, And when you give it away, you're protecting your own energy by not having to process through guilt and shame and questioning uh, if your judgment is wrong or unfair. And the last thing I want to talk about being grateful for is Gusto getting through cancer treatment this year. He's got a clean bill of health. He got through all of his chemo. He did chemo for about four months this year. It was a lot on him. He had a lot of struggles with the medication. And now he's all the way through. I'm grateful in a lot of ways. I'm grateful at the divine timing of this. That this happened at a time when I knew how to ground myself. That this happened at a time when I had help and support from my husband and my team. I'm grateful that we found the Fort Collins Vet School that made him feel so loved 
and so taken care of that he was never scared to go inside for his treatments, even though Chris or I weren't allowed to go in with him because of COVID. It was another lesson that despite being sad or angry at the universe for bringing hardship, that I can process that quickly and get to the gratitude and the learning and the growing part. To show up for myself with more integrity, knowing how to be impeccable with my word, which means no doomsday worst case scenario talk. Allowing myself to do what I could do and letting go of the rest and trusting that whatever happens can be handled. It's figure outable. I'm grateful to Gusto's body and his immune system and his doctors and his team. I'm tremendously grateful for Chris and the big giant effort that he undertook to take Gusto to his treatments every single week for those months. Now, I use Gusto as a guru a lot because dogs in particular, I'm not down on cats, but for this talk, I'm going to talk about dogs. Dogs really are man's best friend. And many of you as highly sensitive people have them. They're your emotional support animals. And what I want to offer is that we can be grateful for everything that our pets bring to us. Not just the successes, not just the health successes like I'm sharing with Gusto. You know, when dogs are studied, they really are man's best friend, which means more so than chimps, our closest relative in terms of DNA. They don't observe us, even if they live in captivity with us in some kind of weird sanctuary situation. But dogs, they have been bred generation after generation after generation to be attuned to us, to pay attention to our signals, our moods, our feelings our desires. They forgive us our bad behavior, our bad moods, our bad attitudes at times, and they forgive us instantly. They are presence gurus. They don't worry about tomorrow or yesterday. They are present. Now, I suspect that many of you out there listening either have an old pet who might be getting closer and closer to the end or a sick pet or the end may be getting closer than anybody ever wanted. As hard as this might be to hear, I want you to know that we can even be grateful for how our pets leave us. Instead of giving in to fear, I hear lots of sensitive people reinforce, I can't handle when my pet goes. I can't handle it, I can't handle it, I can't handle it, I don't want to think about it. Believe it or not, we can let go of that story. We can say things to ourselves And our pets, like, thank you. I have felt honored by the time you have spent with me. I have felt honored to be able to be your guardian through this life. Thank you for taking care of me and allowing me to take care of you. I promise to take care of myself when you're gone. And I promise to love myself the way that you have loved me. Gratitude and acceptance. These are not journal exercises. These are transformative ways of being in the world. I want you to know that there's a world where you can learn how to process the things that used to terrify the hell out of you, that you have the most resistance to, that you think you can't get through, and that gratitude, compassion, and acceptance can help show you that you absolutely can. 
I even believe that our pets have a shorter lifespan than we do to bring us through different seasons, to show us that we can survive, opening our hearts again, loving, losing and grieving, and then loving again. In so many ways, our pets are our gurus. In so many ways, this life, all the things that happen to us, the good, the bad, the ugly, the difficult, the joyful, the light, the heavy, they're there to grow us. Our experiences are like mental and emotional gym equipment, and they just sprinkle all around us as our experiences and our life unfolds. This Thanksgiving, I am so grateful. Grateful that y'all continue to listen Grateful that I have made it all the way to here, just like we started this episode. And all of you out there, you have made it all the way to here. I hope that this Thanksgiving, whether you're alone or together with people, that you allow yourself a moment of feeling tremendous gratitude for you. And who knows, maybe in a few years like me, an entire gratitude lifestyle will have emerged. Speaking of gratitude, I want to give some Patreon shout outs. Now, those of you who have never checked out our Patreon, I get it. I wasn't into subscription services. Seems like something you'll get locked into and then you can't get out of, right? Well, it's easy to sign on. It's easy to sign off. It's easy to sign up at one level and change your level as you go. And Patreon, really, all it is, is it is a service for creatives, Artists, performers, podcast producers, writers, all kinds of creative people. And this is a beautiful thing that the internet has brought forth because the internet allows us to connect in these ways and it allows us on the individual level to support the content that we really want into the world. Now, if you do not have disposable income, Do not feel stressed. Some of you get on the Patreon sometimes or send us a message like you feel bad or guilty because you've been getting so much out of the show and you haven't gotten on Patreon yet because money is tight for you. Know that we all have seasons. I have had those tight seasons. The show is for you. Enjoy it. Use it. Luxuriate into it and feel good about it. You get to help us not with dollars, but with sharing the show or being the change in the world. And that is plenty. Trust that there is abundance in the world and that others who have abundance can and will and do show up. And as you heal and as you grow, financial growth is a part of all of our growth. You will get there. You will get there. And at that time, there will be other things for you to support and to spread. That is the butterfly effect. Those of you who have disposable income and are interested in getting more that we have to offer, you can come join Patreon and see what we have to give you there. We've got exclusive episodes. I believe we're past 40, 40 exclusive episodes that are not on the Patreon. It's also a space where I can be a little more laid back, a little more intimate. You also, if you join at the $10 level, you get to participate in our live stream Q&As. And we're going to have some different Patreon offerings in the future too. We have a lot coming up in 2022 that I'm really excited about. 
One of the things you get when you join on Patreon, in addition to all of the content we have for you at whatever level you subscribe to, we give you a shout out. And we don't just shout out your full name. We give you a chance to let us know how you want to get that shout out. Y'all are the backbone of the show. We can't do it without you. You are why we don't have annoying ass commercials in the show. So thank you so much for helping us honor the spirit of the show by being Patreon subscribers, which is the replacement for advertisement revenue. Thank you so, so much. I want to thank Rose, Amy. I want to thank Mama on a Mission. You go get it, girl. I want to thank Kirsten. Thank you so much. I think you're in the Boundaries course, Kirsten. Shireen. I want to thank Lauren S. from Louisiana. Yeah, I know you were in the course, too. Want to know how your red beans were? We had a little red beans moment in the course. Thank you, Lauren, for being on the Patreon. I want to thank Anne. I want to thank Miss Liz. Thank you for being there, Miss Liz. I want to thank Stephanie, Mary, Carol, Vivi, Lynn, Maris. Oh, there's so many of you. Thank you all so much. I want to thank Jessica, April, Joel, Cassie, Jim, Tammy, Bree, and Alicia. You guys, there was a moment when there was moment one of our show and moment one of the Patreon. Whatever you're out there trying to grow into, please allow yourself to be a beginner. We couldn't have imagined how far we've gotten in almost four years. We have grown tremendously. We are in almost every single country in the world. Y'all, we even have four downloads in freaking North Korea. I don't know how it's possible, but we do. Thank y'all so, so much for supporting us, supporting you, supporting this growth work all across the world. I've got a hand on my heart and a hand on my belly, taking a big, deep breath into my heart. I invite you to do that with me now together, everyone who's listening. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I will see you right here next time with your big heart and mine. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.